Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast of The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. Today, I just wanted to talk to you real briefly about this one question. I think so many people have this question in mind, people who are Christian and those who are not Christian, um, especially in the beginning when you're Christian, this kind of just does not make sense. And the question is this, if someone is delivered from a thing, and let's just talk specifically about homosexuality, okay? If someone is uh, is has been delivered from homosexuality, then why is it that they struggle with that same thing? So if God delivered you from alcoholism, how come it is that you struggle at times with alcoholism? Because it doesn't really sound right for a person to be delivered or healed from a thing, but at the same time, struggle with it. And I thought this several times before I just totally said yes to God. And to me, ultimately what that meant was they weren't really delivered. They weren't really healed from that addiction or that sin, whatever it is. But now having actually applied the Bible to my life, um, walking with Christ, even when I don't understand. And I think that's where a lot of us miss it. When we don't understand, we kind of walk with God for a time period until we just give up and we just say, you know what, I'm going to turn back or I'm going to do things kind of my way. And we really never give, uh, God a full real, real try. And, 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 and following God means following him, even when we don't get it, even when it doesn't make sense, even when it goes totally against what we may have learned or understood or know, because the Holy Spirit speaks to us. So in that, in, in that question, what I have come to realize is this. So there comes a moment in your life when you have this aha moment, right? It's, uh, like having the blinders taken off your eyes. Corinthians talks about, um, how the God of this world, the enemy, which is Satan, how he has blinded the minds of unbelievers from seeing the glorious light of the gospel, which is Jesus Christ. So there's people, um, well, people in general are walking around just blinded to the truth of God, right? Until they have that aha moment, right? Have you ever had like a moment and all of a sudden just something clicked in your head that you've been trying to figure out and you're like, ah, I get it. Aha. Right. And so, um, there's these moments throughout our walk with God where we have so many different aha moments. It's where all of a sudden we get it. All of a sudden that thing clicks. And what that is, is a bondage being broken. Now, when we talk about, uh, God delivering you from something, right. Uh, or being healed from something. Now let's just stick with one thing. Okay talking about deliverance from something. The Bible talks about how different times Jesus or the apostles, um, they, uh, um, they casted demons out of people. They healed people. Okay. Now when that thing is broken, right? When that stronghold, it's a stronghold. When that tie, when that thing is broken in a person's life, it's like, an aha moment. All of a sudden, something that was not clear becomes clear. Something that was unclear and fuzzy, all of a sudden we get it. Okay. Now 
what does that aha moment look like when it comes to homosexuality? So before my aha moment, before I even started walking with Christ, I had, um, I thought I had a relationship with God, but I really didn't follow, uh, the Bible didn't go to church, you know, out there drinking, partying, basically doing me, uh, thinking that God, that, uh, that, you know, the grace of God covers everything. So I could, you know, do me and have God at the same time. I thought I had a relationship with him, but I really didn't. How can I say that? It's because I had an aha moment and all of a sudden it clicked and I realized, wait a second, this is what the relationship looks like, right? This is what it looks like to really give yourself totally to God. Totally sub like it's total submission, total submission. Okay. Sometimes if we come to God and we submit a little bit, we don't have an aha moment, but when we submit everything, right, when we're done doing it our way and we totally submit, boom, aha moment, God will break that chain. He will break that stronghold, that barrier that is set up between you and him. And now all of a sudden you see him clearly in a new light. You understand better his grace, his love, his mercy, his forgiveness. You realize that he is your father. You realize that you really are saved at this moment in time because you had that aha moment. The blinders were taken off your eyes and because God forgave you because there's grace because all of a sudden your eyes are open and all of a sudden you just love him like for real, for real. Have you ever like kind of loved? Uh, how do I say this? Okay. I mean, it's kind of like you kind of love God, but you don't back it up with action. Okay. But then when you have that aha moment, it's like you love some God and you're just like, Oh my God, thank you. You saved me. I get it. I had my aha moment. And that love for God, that love that he has for us, that we now understand fully, uh, not, man, his love is deep. So not fully, that we just began to understand, right? All of a sudden that causes us to want to obey God. Because we love him, we desire to obey him. And so it's not by, it's not by works that we're saved, right? It's through, it's through the grace of God. It's through, um, repenting and saying, yes, I will follow Jesus. And through that love, it, it, it causes us, sorry, it causes us to want to obey him. And when we mess up, we get back up and we keep moving forward. We don't really love God. Sometimes we just try to do good and be good. And then when we fall, we just sit there and condemn ourselves. So that's a whole nother topic of really understanding the grace of God, um, living by works, uh, versus living by, by grace and his love, which causes us to want to obey him completely. Okay. So now what was I talking about? Okay. We're talking about homosexuality. So before Christ, I thought I had a relationship with him because I really didn't understand. I didn't know. I didn't know if homosexuality, if yeah, if homosexuality was permissible or not. I always went back and forth in my mind with that. I always kind of jumped. It's wrong. It's not wrong. It's wrong. It's not wrong. And it was always based off my feelings. It was based off of an article. It was based off of a different teaching I heard. It was based off of conviction. It was based off of listening to this group of people. It was based off of listening to that group of people. So it always changed. I never really felt totally settled 
in my understanding of where the Bible stands with homosexuality. And so when it comes to just saying, okay, what is it to be delivered from that thing? When I had my aha moment with God, it was when I had already laid down my life for him. I, like I already said yes to him. I already surrendered to his will, right? But there were still, and the blinders were taken off in some areas, but not all areas, right? Because we all, st- God is always going to show us areas of our life that need changing, okay? And he does this over a time period. And so the blinders were still on my eyes when in, in, in regards to homosexuality at this time. But I've been walking with God for two years. I'm not perfect, right? I'm still drinking a little bit, still doing a little bit of me. But I am so different from where I used to be. But I'm definitely not where I need to be, okay? And so the more I just began to read and understand his word, okay, all of a sudden, I had an aha moment. It hit me like a ton of bricks. Now, there's some people, their conversion when it comes to understanding that God says that this is not like that homosexuality is a sexual sin. Some people, that aha moment is totally different than mine. You know, they had to really just, it was just way more difficult for them in letting go. Okay. But mine was kind of like an atomic bomb uh, and I'm grateful for it. It was like at one in, in, in a split second, the blinders were taken off and I could see clearly. And I knew that I knew that I knew that homosexuality was a sexual sin that leads to death, which leads to us living a, uh, uh, an eternity, not in heaven an eternity in hell separated from Jesus Christ. And so when I had that aha moment, all of a sudden it was like the gospel became alive in my heart. No one could ever tell me anything otherwise because God made that word revelational knowledge in my heart. And so I had this aha moment. And so I start walking that thing out you know, kind of nervous a little bit because, you know, how is this going to work out? Um, how hard is this going to be? What's tomorrow going to be like? And as I walk this out, what I realize in my life is this, God gave me the aha moment in the aha moment. The chains were broken. There was freedom in that area of my life. That stronghold was broken. No longer Am, am, am I bound by that sin? No longer does that sin have me blinded thinking that it's okay to, 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 to fall into that sin. Right? So the shackles are off. I'm free. Okay. It's like, think about like being in jail, right? All of a sudden the you're, you're just broken out of jail. You're free to worship God, free to follow him free to, uh, uh, live your life completely surrendered to him. And now you're walking this thing out. The enemy, what he does is he says, Oh, wow. Okay. God just totally, uh, broke her free from that stronghold. He showed her the lie that I was trying to lead her to believe 
what am I going to do to try to keep her? What am I going to do? Okay, I can throw that girl in front of her. I'm going to try my best to get Jessica to fall into the trap of temptation. Yes, that's good. That's good. I'm going to get her to fall into the trap of temptation. If I could, if I could just get her to lust after a girl, um, that'll be good. Okay. She's going to church tomorrow. She's going to church tomorrow. Um, Ooh, that usher, that usher that always, uh, you know, serves in her aisle. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to cause her, I'm, I'm going to plant this thought, this sexual thought about that usher in her mind. And if I could, if I could get her to take that bait, if I could get her to just agree in her heart with that thought, you know, all I need for her to do is just go, Oh wow. Yeah, she looks good. I got her. If I do that, it's planting a seed and I can slowly reel her back in and put her back in the chains that God set her free from. Now, how does Satan have the power to do this? Now, it is God's will for me to be set free, but it is my choice to pick up those chains again, to, to, to put myself back in um, the arms of that stronghold, that sin, okay? Why? Because we live on this earth, and this earth is a fallen world, right? What happened? Adam and Eve had dominion over the earth, and then what? Eve ate the apple, gave some to Adam, boom. Now they have knowledge of good and evil, and the whole serpent thing, and then Satan's like, yes, I'm going to have a field day from generation to generation, right? So sin was ushered in to this world. And so now Satan is allowed to try to tempt us to sin in order to trap us, to keep us on his side, to go to hell, because he doesn't want anyone going to heaven at all because he can't go back. Okay. And so, so what did, what did God do? He sent his only son to, to finally pay the ultimate price because we were doing sacrifices, always shedding blood of the animals, always, re- always repenting, always getting someone to, 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 to go into the holies of holies, to, to, to shed blood for our sins, right? Over and over and over again. And that's just so much living by the law, trying in our might to be good for God, which is so impossible. Okay. And then God said, I'm going to send my only son to die on the cross. And that will be the final shedding of blood for all of our sins. So all people have to do is believe in Jesus Christ, that he is my son, that he died on the cross for their sins. He went and took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And now if we believe in him, we are free to worship him. We are free, um, to, um, we, we live by grace. We live by grace now, right? Now, the thing with, the thing with Jesus, the thing with, with following him is that he gave us this Bible. He gave us this word. God gave us this word, this Bible to, to help us along our journey in, in, in living a life surrendered to God. Like, what does that look like? Okay. And so now when we align ourselves up with the morals, the morality of the Bible, then we're good. 
when we line ourselves up with the morality of the Bible, when we, when, when we love the Lord, our God, with all our mind, with all our heart, with all our soul and love our, love our brother, love our neighbor, right? As, as, as we love ourselves, right? When, 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 when we follow God and, 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 and just truly just live a life surrendered unto him, then that's like, that's the place that we want to be. But I think so many times we get so confused in, in that process. And now I'm talking to people who struggle with homosexuality. We get so confused in the whole wondering, well, if God delivered me, then why am I struggling? And we don't have to necessarily struggle the way we do. There's areas in homosexuality where, um, where the enemy has tried his best to try to pull me back into that trap because he does not want me to, to, to be free from the sin that so easily entangled me, man, that was the, that was the sin in my life. Right. And so he knows that if he can keep me if he can trap me again in that area, then man, he's, he's got me in so many other areas. And so there's always going to be temptation, but God gave us a way to overcome temptation, the Bible. Okay. And so we have to know what the scriptures say about temptation, about overcoming all of these things, right? We have to renew our mind. I speak about that a lot. You know, um, we have to know what the word of God says about the power that dwells on the inside of us. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the name of Jesus Christ to, to, to break those strongholds, to, to say to the enemy, you know, I bind you, I rebuke you, right? Um, you know, and I, I spend so Oh, when it came down to a season in my life where the enemy was really trying to grip me back into the homosexual lifestyle, I mean, he went in, he went hard and I had to really just use the word of God. And that's what we're supposed to do to be able to, um, overcome the tactics of the enemy and win. So Ephesians six talks about the weapons of our warfare. Are we putting on that full armor? And this stuff isn't cliche. Like we really have to do it. If you're sitting here saying, man, I'm struggling and it's so hard. Are you really doing like you're a part of it? I know that sounds harsh. I know it sounds harsh and I'm, I'm sorry about that, but it's true. Are you really putting on the weapons of warfare? Are you really standing your ground? Are you really speaking the word over the situation or are you giving in and having a pity party or giving in to the lustful temptations because it feels good to think it, even though you aren't doing it. I get it. I totally get it. So when it comes down to being delivered, but then struggling, I really think that that's up to us. We can be set free from something and not have to struggle the way maybe other people have struggled. You don't know what they're doing behind closed doors. We're so quick to tear down the power of Jesus Christ, the power of God, because we're looking at someone else's life and we, we come to a conclusion that God can't do something. When you have no idea that person is even walking in the ways of Jesus Christ. You have no idea if that person is, is, is giving in to temptation and lust. You don't know what they're doing on the side. 
A person can be preaching on the pulpit, but be someone else behind closed doors. And I'm not saying that to bash anyone, but I I am saying that because I don't want us to diminish the power of Jesus Christ because we're looking at the lives of other people. God can do what he says he can do. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's a good God. And so my, my struggles that I have had with homosexuality in any way, shape, form, or fashion, I can honestly say I had to look inward at myself, what I was doing or not doing. And when I lined myself up with the word of God, stood on it and stopped standing on what I feel, I was overcoming that thing. Satan became small. God became a whole lot bigger. Instead of walking around defeated, let's be the soldiers that God has called us to be. Going out there on that battlefield every day and beefing ourselves up in prayer, worship, and reading the word of God. Because it's not just good to to go to church Sundays and Wednesdays and listen to different sermons online. You need to know God for yourself, not the God through someone else's eyes. If we know the God of this pastor or the God of that pastor, that's all it is. Like, yes, they, they teach us. Yes, and that's good. I'm not saying that that's wrong, but I'm saying you have to know God for yourself that's when it begins to stick. I love you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you follow me on YouTube, subscribe and share. Um, if you are not following on my podcast, then definitely please, uh, go find me on there. You can put my name in Jessica Newsom. I am on the charisma podcast network. Amen. Super excited about that. Um, so please like me on there, subscribe and, uh, give me a good little review and give me five stars. Love you guys.